Hello, all you classless peasants out there. You're tuned in to the Holy Heathen Podcast, and I'm your host, Ethan the Motherfucking Heathen. It's a content warning and trigger warning. I can't believe I've got to say this because I write it all over the uh, beginning of each episode there at the, the little introduction or the, you know, the description of what this product is. But some of you don't read, so in this war against absurdity, you have to be more absurd than absurdity itself. So nothing short of walking backwards and tapping my head and rubbing my belly at the same time. Uh, I have to say, warning, if your feelings get fucking hurt easily, don't listen to this podcast. So let's get right into this. I'm an angry little motherfucker, and I'm angry as shit right now, and um, whenever I get this goddamn angry, I want to run my fucking head through a brick wall. And, um, what, what's so beautiful about that though is I'm angry at my fucking self. I'm, I'm angry at my sphere of influence. I'm angry at my inability to fucking change anyone else's opinion but my own. I'm fucking angry that, uh, I spent over a fucking year trying to get my book out that I took 10 years to fucking write because, uh, Fear, anxiety, uh, incoherence, uh, working for a goddamn living, you know, you just name it, any excuse will do, and and finally I just got so goddamn frustrated that anyone else can fucking write a book, so I I decided I was going to do it, and then I paid someone to motherfucking proofread it, and, uh, and, and, you know, I self-published it on Amazon just because I needed to get it out there, and as I was fucking around with this company that was literally bending me over and stealing my money, uh, someone else put out a book of a similar title, which infuriated me even more. And um, the issue that I'm running into now is I use MacBook products, uh, you know, Apple, and, you know, Steve Jobs can go fuck himself. I hope he's rolling in his grave, a little fucking cocksucker. Um, But, you know, Bill Gates can go fuck himself equally so because uh, he's a you know walking piece of shit. Hello, coronavirus. Um, and uh, Amazon, ironically enough, only uses uh, goddamn Bill Gates's fucking cockery. So uh, I have uh, I spent six hours again re-editing my book uh, this weekend, even though uh, I paid someone to do that, and I ended up firing them. And now the book looks like trash. Still, because uh, I've been trying to use PDF or, or uh, I think Apple calls it like Docs or, or some. Fu- I don't. I don't fucking care. Right? I don't fucking care. It's 2021. I can be able to fucking talk it in my phone, and, and the book would be written for me. And somehow I can't get it on a goddamn website to get it out there to the world. So I, I am looking for. Uh, publishers as we speak and on top of all the other uh, nefarious activities that I do in my daily life but um, and and I I don't bring this up to to even complain or even fucking rant about it Um, and you can hear you can hear the baby getting as mad as me (laughs) Uh, I, I, I bring it up because it reminded me of previous podcasts when I was telling you that this uh illusion of choice that, that, that you as a consumer don't have a fucking choice. It, it's Coca-Cola or Pepsi. It's Marlboro Reds or Camels. Uh, it, it's 
you know, they, they gone are the days of the monopoly, air quotes, but it, it seems like a handful of people are running the fucking world. And, and a real statistic is 10 people own more than the lower half. So 10 people can fit on a fucking school bus and they have more fucking wealth than half of the goddamn world's population. And if you don't think there's a new world order, then then look at the real fucking science, motherfucker, is what I'm trying to get at. So my little daily frustration leads me to thinking about other stuff. And then that leads me to reflect on my limited sphere of influence, which enrages me even further because all I've got is from my left ear to my right ear and what's in between. And after that, I'm basically fucked. But if you think that my life's going to be without meaning, then, uh, you know, I can't wait to prove you wrong. So I'm talking about this frustration because it's also translating over to this podcast. I, I hate the sound quality. I've, I've been on to my wife for about a couple of months now about buying a new microphone and she bought the one that you're listening to me on now. So it's kind of a big deal for me to go blow some money on a fucking hobby, and and uh, that's just, that's precisely what this is. It's just a fun activity that I'm genuinely getting no fucking fun out of because I'm so angry with the way I sound, the sound quality. You can hear every fucking gulp. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready to throw my fucking MacBook down a fucking staircase and then stomp it. Uh, which I which I think is a completely natural fucking feeling when when you've poured so much into something and and uh, you know I, I was listening to an Aubrey Marcus podcast and he had a Jewish fellow on there speaking about Kabbalism but they talked about some of the other they talked about some of the other pop culture things that I really like like the show True Detective and they talked about this gray area between mysticism and um, and esoteric, and, and that gray area is between that and uh, like psychosis, and um, and they were, they were talking about how sometimes a TV show will get it right. But they were also talking about how sculptors used to spend four or five years on on one piece of work, and man, that that just really. Uh, it landed, you know, like someone chiseling and molding and scraping and breathing the fucking dust and it's 100 degrees outside and they're just chipping and chipping and chipping and no one can fucking see it except them until they're finished. So I'm going to order a, a sure microphone because I've seen a bunch of these nobody comedians using them on their podcasts and um, I'm never going to associate video and put it on YouTube like fuck you like I want to make a podcast and that's what this is I don't want to make a fucking vlog I don't want to fucking tell you about my goddamn feelings I want to talk about some real shit like like that Aubrey Marcus podcast that I was just bringing up or like the Jordan Peterson podcast or even uh, Jocko Willings podcast I, w- I want to talk about things that, and I, I want to bridge some fucking gaps because, you know, no one's asking Jocko about his philosophical or religious beliefs. And then nobody's asking 
fucking Aubrey Marcus how to, you know, do a thousand yard shot in a gusty wind. And uh, I just remember learning about Renaissance men and how, and I remember reading about guys like Benjamin Franklin and, and even like Thomas Keyes and, uh, or fuck, no, Thomas Paine. And uh, yeah, they failed until they won, uh, a lot of them. So that anger is a good place to start. And I did like, I did like how Elon Musk was talking about motivational horse cock because everyone is is trying to to make a quick buck off of being a motivational speaker or a life coach. And I used to kind of want to be a life coach because I do truly believe in giving people something of value, and I love watching people learn. But all too often, I've given these people my money, and it was snake oil. It, w- it wasn't worth a, f- a fucking crock and shit, because I had lived through things that they hadn't. And, and that's... The the real thing here is, is, is putting yourself out there, even if it's going to be tumultuous, or even if you know it's going to fail, or even if you know that it's going to be heartache, but you know that that's that is equally a part of life. That duality of fucking man that everyone just seems to completely fucking forget about right now. And one of the huge motivators for this episode, conquest, is we're wrapping up shit in Afghanistan after twenty years. It. Reminds me of ancient Rome, which I've spoke about on previous podcasts. But the 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 bridge, the bridge to that gap is: if Rome failed, why, and how can we avoid the same things that that led to their downfall? And I've put a, I've put a lot of fucking thought and energy into this. Not that anyone would fucking care, but. I can't help but think step by step like we're there already. And you can say, well, that wasn't the nuclear age and things are different now. But I I really don't think things are any different now other than booty cheeks on TikTok. You know? Um, So I jotted down a few notes here. And excuse me for being a rambling, ranting, fucking lunatic that with, with uh, ever-growing incoherence. So here it goes. This is like take five, motherfucker. Uh, Rome drank lead. They didn't know that was bad for their health. We have climate change. We have pollution. We have deforestation. Watch documentaries like Seaspiracy and Cowspiracy and Inequality for All, and, and that'll get you started. Number two a strong heathen adversary, right? Like the Romans had the Vandals, the Visigoths, and the Huns. We've had uh, the Cold War, communism, uh, and a war uh, that's economic with China. So, number three, corruption within. And you could just say et al. for that, because I've read you Supreme Court case hearings. I've talked about how no one follows the Constitution anymore. Um if they ever even actually did. And in previous podcasts, uh, I feel like I've beat that dead horse to fucking death. 
even so much so, well, I'll tie this into President Biden's last speech just a couple of days ago. He said, the homeland, the homeland. He said, we are done looking abroad. We are going to um, focus on threats that are pertinent today in the year 2021. And, you know, I read you four months worth of newspaper articles that he said he's looking for white extremism. He's going to bust the people that stormed the Capitol and uh, the insurrectionists. And, uh, you know, look out because, you know, what I'm trying to say is he, he's, he's telling you what he's going to do. Don't be surprised when it happens. Right? And that's why I brought up that Say Nothing book in previous podcasts because that was guerrilla warfare in very recent times, so it's it's not something new. And when the when the freedom walls go up in America, or the censorship police start kicking in fucking doors, um, I'm not going to be surprised. So, corruption within. Uh, we're all too familiar with with Rome, and and then also what's going on now. So, number four, and this is the new one, an identity crisis. And I can't help the, the the thing that I'm really having trouble grasping and, and the thing I'm going to research further or the thing that piques my interest is how to the Romans. Uh, so first we have to say the Romans were very inclusive. They didn't make you worship their pantheon of gods, gods and they had plenty of them. And they also believed in like immigration. So. Romans weren't all dark hair and uh, olive skin. They uh, conscripted people into their military, and then they got citizenship through through service, which is also still utilized today. So with this culture of inclusion came a lot of different ideas, and the Romans debated quite frequently how they should act as Romans. So... They come into your town, as long as you pay your taxes, and you give them some soldiers and cows, uh, all is well. Here's your toga and the bathhouse to go get your fuck on with your big orgy. And even though that sounds really cool, it might have been one of the things that led to their downfall. Losing their Roman-ness is what I'm trying to bring up in, in this current topic. So Christianity was just another cult, and, and many cults throughout history. But then the Roman Catholic Church or Constantine uh, created um, Christianity as the official religion of ancient Rome, which led to the Roman Catholic Church. And that's something that I'm having trouble reconciling. But along this thought process of having an identity crisis, the Romans having an identity crisis as well as America today having an identity crisis. Um, the documentary that I was watching on Rome is just called Rome, the Empire Without Limits, and it's on Amazon Prime. So in that little docu-series, they show you the altar of peace that Augustus had constructed. And it you know, looks pretty fucking badass. Um, you know, like what ancient altar does it? But on the left side of the little entrance to it, uh, or I might have the sides. It doesn't fucking matter. On one side, there's the ancient story 
of Remus and Romulus, and they're suckling uh, a wild mother wolf for survival. And eventually Romulus fucks up his brother Remus, and those are the first two Romans. Uh, so what a, a uh, origin story, right? <laughs> That's heavy fucking metal. And the curator was saying... That's how Romans thought, and, and that's what it meant to be a Roman. So for um, all the backstabbing and, and uh, power gains and all that stuff, it's like, well, you know, that's that's how they started, and that's how they were going to end. So the other side of the altar had <clears throat> the uh, a little picture of an excerpt of, of Virgil's poem. I think it was... A needed or a need. I, I can't fucking pronounce it anyways because I'm a bastard fucking American. But um, in, in that epic, when Troy fell, the survivors went on this epic journey across the Mediterranean. They ended up founding the city of Rome. So you have two differing origin stories. One came much later, but um, the the Virgil poem tied Romans to, like, the gods themselves, right? <clears throat> so they felt a part of something greater than just mere mortals. So you had, on the, on the, in the one corner, you got the knuckle-dragon fucking scrapper trailer park bullshit. <laughs> and on the other, you got, um, you know, the gods, divinity sprinkling down on the all of countryside. <clears throat> so, looking at this altar of peace, and then uh, Augustus, you know, he built it, and then Rome did have 200 years of relative peace afterward. But the whole time I was watching it on, on television, I couldn't help but having the Lincoln Memorial pop up in my mind. And I didn't know where the imagery was coming from because they don't look like a perfect match. As, I, as I'm sitting there watching television, uh, I'm thinking about how Lincoln in sorts was uh, sacrificed for the greater good of America, right? Like, like we had relative peace after the Civil War. And... You know, you might say that's, that's a stretch comparison, but <clears throat> I was thinking about the toll that um, his presidency had on him spiritually and physically, uh, the toll that it had on his marriage, the fact that he got shot in the back of the fucking skull. And, um, you know, I was, I was just thinking about all the tragedy within uh, Lincoln's life, and he was still just such an example, you know, exemplary person, you know, like just humble and, and, and educated and none of us will be as good as him, you know, to write his own speeches and sit, stand up there for four hours. And, uh, I don't, I don't even know how the fuck someone gets that educated, right? Because here I am struggling to piece together an hour of incoherent ramblings, as I always say, and it, it really does put you in awe as a mere commoner to to admire such greatness that comes around only every so once in a while and somehow 
mankind always seems to fucking destroy it because it's a <laughs> it's a threat. Um, man, I mean, it, it, if if the story of Lincoln doesn't remind you of the tragedies of Rome's or the epics, then uh, I, I don't know what does. So maybe that maybe that's the bridge. There is just the ups and downs and the highs and lows, but it it. <clears throat> It made me think there's four pillars. Uh, we have environmental crisis, strong adversaries, tons of corruption, and then we're having a current identity crisis. And that made me start thinking about all the censorship and um, cancel culture and things that are contrary to our own living and breathing constitution. And you see it on goddamn public universities where the peer review used to be adored. But, uh, man, I, I don't want to be a, a total pessimist. But And I don't know why these little coincidences happen in life. But as I'm sitting here thinking about these, I guess, bigger ideals... I just come across all remarks podcasts like like uh on uh cabalism and, and they're addressing some of these same issues and the the rabbi or, or the holy person is saying the truth always comes out through free debate right and and he brought up the example of an African American man going two clan meetings and then by the end of their discussion the clansmen are giving him their hood and I had heard that from other podcasts or books or something but I remember that ex- that exact example and and they brought up the Martin Luther King speech and they brought up the Gettysburg Address and they said sometimes you just see that that flicker like that little that little nugget of truth will come out and it's only through Adversity that we fucking get there in the first place, but the fact that people want to stifle that is the telltale sign that uh, we're going straight toward uh, a Stalin-esque government in the future. And you know, one could argue that climate change and some of these bigger perspectives could only be solved if we had you know worldwide problems could only be solved with a worldwide government, and that makes me quake in my boots because we don't even do well with state governments, let alone a worldwide government. And that's too eerily similar to a new world order. And um, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. So, you know, good luck with all that. Uh, I'm sure as fuck not ever going to let it happen uh, in my lifetime. So I just thought it was interesting that while I'm listening, you know, I don't know anything about the Jewish religion, other than the fact that the Judo-Christian Bible is very similar, and that uh, even the religion of Islam is pretty similar up until a point, and uh, all three of them are fighting over the same little piece of dirt over in Israel. So, that's that's about the scope, that's (laughs) that's about as far as I've gotten so far. So, I, I say that to say this, while I'm listening to the Aubrey Marcus podcast, I'm also 
grinding on another podcast called Good Assassins uh, Hunting the Butcher. And as you might imagine, the butcher is a expatriated Nazi that fled to Brazil. And he's hanging out in Brazil for 20 years. And he's a big, barrel-chested, evil son of a bitch responsible for millions of people's deaths in concentration camps. And uh, the state of Israel doesn't like the statute of limitations is coming up. So they're having these big political discussions with Germany, country to country, and they're trying to keep Germany from uh, acknowledging the statute of limitations of 20 years. So we're coming up on 1965, and this Israeli spy ends up infiltrating uh, the butcher and and with a cover story and all that stuff. And it is beyond fascinating and captivating. And it it sparks your interest uh, from the start. And uh, <clears throat> there's no way that even five small, like, normal-bodied Jewish men are going to take down this bear, you know, this evil son of a bitch that's really good with firearms and extremely um, vigilant, right? Like he's always on guard. So they bring in the master of uh, Krav Maga. And you would, which if, if you don't know what that is, it's like the Israeli fighting technique and the way that the master describes it is you don't have time to punch twice, right? So... I'm gouging out your fucking eyes, ripping off your balls, I'm breaking your clavicle, and, and I'm going to kill you as fast as I can, because um, that's all I have, right, is is, is speed. So, um, <clears throat> that's that's what Krav Maga is. So, <laughs> um, you know, I'm listening to uh, this mystic talk about the ancient, the very ancient, um, Hebrew Bible, and he's going through the symbolism and stuff, and then I'm, on the other hand, I'm listening to this podcast where these guys are going to go out and get their killing done uh, for a noble cause, and I'm still rolling around or, or grappling with, with piecing this all together, but I'm, I'm flirting with the notion of the warrior poet, right, because Marcus Aurelius, badass motherfucker, Socrates, badass motherfucker, and... You can see throughout history, um, Krav Maga is a product of Auschwitz, right? Because that generation endured something no people should ever have to endure. And uh, in this country anyways, we, we still call that generation the greatest generation, which is um, something else to contemplate. Because if if you're a peasant like me, you don't know what a Reich is to begin with, so you're like, well, how the fuck is it the third one, right? So, so then you start digging and digging and, and, and trying to look up more. But um, I, I think it's quaint that in t- today's political arena, I hear constantly these little sound bites like history's not going to view this favorably. And uh, it's, it's, those things ring in my ears. And then... As of very recently, not too long ago, the President of the United States said that we peasants don't have F-15s and that the Second Amendment doesn't mean 
what we think it does. And, um, of course, the other side, the opposition, ran with that, and and there's memes everywhere, and the NRA is very angry, and um, I, I I'm trying to stray from being a a political um, fucking talking head myself, but I like the president of the United States. Am adamant that we focus on the threats. Uh, of today, right now in 2021, unreconcilable absurdities. That's my conquest.